0: Hey, I'm Bailey. I'm Michael. And I'm David. And welcome back to the Facing the Gates podcast. Uh, last week you heard our interview with Pastor Kenny of Mercy Church. I don't want to get their name wrong because they they actually have changed their name a couple times, so I got to get it right.
1: But if you're in the area, just type in Mercy Church and the only one that pops up.
0: Yeah, it's also, we uh, for all the interviews, we have links to the churches in the Um, show notes or description, depending on where you are. So uh, you can go check out what they are about.
1: If this tickles your fancy, just click on it, go on in there and see what it's about.
0: Yeah. So we went to their service today. Um, My grandparents also go to this service uh, to their church. So um, we visited with them. Absolute sweethearts. Yeah, they're nice. So it was... um, As, if you know anything about Pentecostalism, you know one thing, it is certainly an interesting experience. Um. You can say that. (laughs) So, we, uh, no no tongues were spoken in this service, unfortunately. I thought someone
1: was about to. I saw some shaking and some jigging, and I thought some tongues were about to come out.
0: (laughs) I was watching everybody in the crowd. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I guess I guess to start we'll start from the beginning. Um this this is actually I think the largest facility that we've been to. And by far the weirdest parking situation.
1: There's like th- three
0: different lanes and there's I, parking in this parking like the middle lane. Well, I'm I'm used to that cuz I've been there a couple times, but I uh I still think Heights is weirder because they have like there's, it's like a lot of bins, and here's some parking yeah. over here, and here's some parking right, over Yeah, but they kind of guide you through it. Whereas yeah, this one's just and like, and it's also and kind spot of
2: behind spot. everything. Yeah. So it, it was just location, location, location. But,
0: um, they've split their service into two services because of COVID. Um, Which, so
1: big props. I'm, I'm happy to see stuff like that happening. Mm-hmm.
0: The, um, so the services are actually smaller than they used to be then. Cause I, I went like maybe once or twice with my grandma when I was younger. Um, so they, they did it when I went with her, it was very, it was a full house. Um, this time when we went, I would say there's probably 75 to a hundred or so people there roughly. Um, so I think this was the, the smaller of the services. Um, when we walked up, what were your guys' first thoughts before we went in?
1: I liked some of the interior, like when they had wood accents on things, and I liked the chandelier, but it felt very... The
0: foyer is, is like tile. Yeah. It, it, remind, it was a polished tile, so it was, a, you know...
1: felt like it makes
2: between a hospital and a high school.
0: <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. It also
2: reminded me of the uh,
1: church we used to go to, like, vacation month. My- school like a winter jam and infuge infuge mm-hmm. kind of dealio yeah due to the size and kind of how it's laid out and i liked some aspects of it some i'm not architecturally a big, some i'm not a big fan of there's a lot of drop ceilings and things like that which are cost cutting yeah and good acoustics so i understand that
0: yeah they had when we walked into the sanctuary, I don't think it's illegal to call it sanctuary here. I think it's, it's fine here. I don't care what anyone
1: thinks. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, so it was, uh, it was very mega church esque. Yes. Um, it it felt more, which a lot of Pentecostal churches nowadays are. Yeah. It felt more more so
2: than, uh, Heights.
0: Yeah. I, I would agree. Um, also
2: Heights. Everyone was so kind of packed in mm -hmm. and, it, it the atmosphere of it kind of fit that better. If there were more people, I'd be like, we should have just said this one was we'll <laughs> the
0: yeah. So, the thing is, with uh, the modern contemporary type services where they use like modern music and a band and everything, that has infected the Christian world. And well, I, should, I don't want to say affected, but that has aff- affected all of Christianity because nearly all brands of Protestantism. Uh, have the more traditional side and the more contemporary side. Um, there is pretty much no church that has gone unaffected by this. And even the Catholic Church um, has a more kind of contemporary-esque yeah. service. Because,
2: I mean, as like when speaking with Pastor Mark,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's what gets people in there. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we could see that with uh, the church last interview with Pastor Trent, where I'm, I think me... And you definitely are more drawn to the more traditional. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are more affected by the motions invoked in a more contemporary setting, which i that's not what me and you are look, necessarily looking for in a service, but I do see the appeal of it. Yeah. Even though it's not for me.
0: Yeah. So as far as the structure of the service, um, we walked in and... The chairs were debatable, I guess. I mean, they were still comfortable, but they weren't as comfortable as some of the other churches. I mean, I,
2: I, I like they had a good amount of cushion.
0: Yeah.
1: See, I like the wear that was on uh the uh, pastor trench church. I can't Presbyterian. Remember, yeah, the Presbyterian yeah. church. I can't remember the exact name of it, but I like the chairs. Like, the chairs of that one better mm-hmm. because, like, it felt like. They have been worn a little bit. It's like sitting at grandma's couch. Yeah.
0: Stay tuned for uh, our, our chair reviews on every church we attend. Oh, uh, there will be chair reviews. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it, it. Oh, when we go to the Orthodox church, there's no chairs. You stand the whole time. That's fine. At least it's consistent. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, um. As far as the the organization of it, um. I think when we came in, there was like one song, and then the pastor walked up and gave some announcements. And then there was three more songs. He gave a sermon. Once, one more song, and then the altar call, and then closing.
1: And don't forget the calling of the tide. Yeah, tide, yeah. So
0: it is. I, I that that's just the overview. I guess we'll yeah. kind of we'll go through each part and talk about that. Um. So, being that they are more of a modern megachurch esque church, they do use they contemporary have, Christian music.
1: They have live streams, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's a cool
2: thing to do, especially in this day and age where... COVID. Now, even, say, the hermits, if you can teach them, go to this website. You can watch the sermons. You can stay connected.
0: Yeah. Oh, and one other thing before I forget uh, on the architecture thing. I was a fan of the uh, the ambient lighting. Yes, Ooh. I love the yeah. ambient lighting. It, it was cool, but... It, like, the rest of the room was dimmed, but the, the wall uh, behind the... Um, what's it called the stage it's not yeah. it's not really stage it's it's supposed to be the, like the altar or whatever but anyway um where the band and the preachers at people right that that back wall there had nice like purple blue pinkish yeah, lighting even the, the uh, cross yeah
2: well it matched the that, that's their
0: uh, baptismal up there too um so yeah the the lighting was a what, flavor win
1: lighting was like 10 out of 10 yeah
0: I like the lighting. I thought that was that was just I don't know. I'm a fan of like that that sleek like we're going to color this white wall something that's not white and it's just you can change the color of it. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah it
2: just, and if yeah. And it's well, why I like having my color changing lights. Yeah, what? But Last they night? don't
0: change the color of the wall. They just you just have a strip.
2: Well, I mean, I have a strip ceiling fan and my little night light.
0: Lots of sound. Uh, panels on the walls those are very expensive yeah and they have a lot of them so I mean,
2: even making them um, diy that's a lot of rock wool and uh canvas because yeah. you gotta have a breathable material yeah yeah,
1: and uh they had a large uh, the kind of projection speakers that pa systems use yeah they had a large jbl setup on center of the ceiling right i want to say Offset to the projector Right after the projector Yeah but it was Pretty much center man The
0: ceilings were very high Oh extremely I'm I was I'm looking... a fan of high ceilings Though Yeah right, but right, I'm Especially looking... in a church Like that yeah. That creates a certain Atmosphere That For
2: me it depends On how it's done mm-hmm. Because like If it's just a high
1: ceiling Like cool Cool
0: I like high ceilings In general but... Like when I'm walking In like a Like an airport Or something That has like Really high ceilings
1: See I feel bad For the poor sucker Just gotta change Those light bulbs yeah. Because, you yeah. know, they go out. Yeah. And if someone like me has got to climb up on a skinny ladder and yeah. they make peace with this probably their
0: got to get a machine to go up
1: that high. Make peace with your saver before you get up there because <laughs> you might not make it back down.
0: Or maybe they can go change it in from the from the ceiling.
1: No, no. Th- those are cans. There's uh, no changing from the ceiling.
0: Rip. All right. So on, uh, on the service itself, we, we walked in and they were using— that like we mentioned, they do uh, Christian, contemporary, contemporary Christian music. And it was much different than the contemporary music that they used at Heights. Yeah. Um, Heights. Um, I'm not going to say that this, this music wasn't theological. Cause I did hear a little bit of like Psalms and references to revelation and stuff here and there. But for the most part, um, it was just a love letter. to God, Jesus. That's the song.
1: Uh, So insert noun here and sing that you love it.
0: It it was the the stereotype of Christian music. uh, No offense that none of us here like. Yeah, because they will repeat the same line. I lost count after 10 times in In, the same song. In the
1: words of the first in the second lady that came up there. And we're going to sing this bridge one more time. I was like, oh, that's a bridge. Thought that was the chorus. Yeah. It's been repeated a hundred times. Usually choruses are repeated.
0: Yeah. But but they the way the songs are structured is there's like three parts. They don't necessarily cohere together. You'll think it's sonically, you'll think it's a different song, but it's actually just a different part of that song. And they repeat that over and over and over. It's like it's like I don't know, like they would repeat 12, 16 lines or so, and they would just repeat it over and over and over and over. And, and then, it drove me insane. No,
1: the worst part was when you'd get that quiet and everybody'd be clapping. And, and I'm looking at you like, okay, he's clapping the songs over. I'm going to clap too. It's like, oh no. And it kept going. The preacher's done talking and the music's starting again. Oh honey, you cannot hit those notes. No, I mean, that,
2: oh, that, That's why I like, like having like a hymnal book is you you know yeah, a hymn's over when a hymn's over <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah, well, that's the other thing i've I've kind of picked up on now that I've been to two mega churches now and one more traditional, which I grew up in a traditional church, at least with the hymn, you know, I mean not everybody can read music, but you can read if you can read music, you can read it to see how it goes with the melody mm-hmm. and you have the lyrics. Whereas when you have just the lyrics on the screen, you don't necessarily know how the song goes. You just know the lyrics to the song. Mm -hmm. Um, But when they repeat it 5,000 times, you'll figure it out, probably at least on the 4,909 ninth one, at least. If not, at least on the 5,000. You'll have it before you go. I guarantee. Yeah.
1: If those songs popped up right now, I could sing word for word, (laughs) including the noodling the one guy was doing. Yeah. Though... I mean the
2: music also kind of zaps time from existence.
1: Oh really? Kind of it, just... it,
2: it makes like you don't know if it's a 10 minute song or a 40 minute song
1: <laughs> or a 3 minute song. You're yeah. just stuck there.
2: Yeah, I But it's kind of a major thing with Christian contemporary mm-hmm. in general because of it being very laid back and letting like the praise take four it kind of just goes and keeps going until see, until someone just stops, and then the band's like, "Okay, I guess we stop now."
1: See, but sometimes and and not after this note, I'll get off this tangent. But sometimes when you let the praise continue, you let the ego continue.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely a bigger, uh, broader discussion in that the we'll realm have of Christianity. Later.
2: Yeah, we should. Ha- I mean, we can. We, we should have had in? that in our. Uh, We're Christians, I fail.
0: Yeah, well, we can get into that. Uh, that Because basically, um, when you have everybody in the congregation singing, um, and then maybe like one or two people leading it, that presents something differently than a band on stage facing you, performing. Mm -hmm. Because that... Or just a... That conveys something different.
2: Or a choir in general, not really... There might be a person leading and making sure everyone's going the right way. So
0: while you may have one preference to one music style or another, um, what that communicates in a spiritual sense and a theological sense is difference. It is a performance, yeah. and you're you. We all acknowledged the performances of the people up there, and we're talking about that more than the actual content of the song because yeah. that's what it that's what it perpetuates.
1: Yeah, whereas with the hymns,
0: yes, it's been... Which, by the way, I forgot to mention in, in that episode, Pastor Trent has a really good voice. He
1: does. Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. real quick, can we give a small five? <laughs> yeah. But like, I w- He's well-spoken and has got a good yeah. voice, especially yeah. for hymns. Yeah, like, he, can,
0: nope. he can reach higher notes and not mm-hmm. sound thin. I like, yeah, it. I like his Yeah, and just style.
2: reading the sheet music, he was going a little high, a little low. He was doing a little bit of both parts, so what suited... Yeah, the crowd, but that's being led
1: by a leader.
2: That's a little bit different than having just a person perform stage with everyone else in the background. Yeah, it it connotates that here's how it's supposed to go. Here's how we're doing it instead of
0: connotating
1: the self.
2: Yeah,
0: and it's like, and that's I think that's a fair objection to have against contemporary services, is that it does promote ego and pride Yeah, that, you know, and, and even if it's not intended to, you know, I, the big, the mega church I went to for uh, a few months or a few years ago, um, they made sure to make a disclaimer when they were up there. They're like, this is not about us. This is about God. You know, we're, we're not here to worship us. We're here to worship God. But the unfortunate byproduct of the fact of the matter is you, you you put people on a stage and it looks like a performance.
1: You put them on a pedestal,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. um, and, um, and, and metaphorical and, pedestal. Yeah, people. and that's and the it compares to when you go to a concert and see mm-hmm. your favorite artist on stage. That's that's the comparison, yeah, and, and yes,
1: yeah, so it can draw more people in. But if you draw people in with an, with a and they're drawn in for the wrong things. Are they really getting the message? Yeah.
2: And it also somewhat goes counterintuitive to why the instrument accompaniment is how it is with Christian Contemporary, because that's why they don't really have solos or really cool little fills and stuff, because they want it to be about the praise instead yeah. of a performance.
0: Yeah. Um, which we talked the, about that with with Heights. Yeah. Um
2: um and as I said if you want to hear someone from the outside looking inward to it Adam Neely fantastic about it picked up a few things himself and made a beautiful track
0: Yeah um so I mean I think um there was something I was going to say about the music um
2: Well the accompaniment was a little bit different Instead of and the,
0: the style of it was yeah. still technically contemporary Christian music, but the style of it, it was, was more, much different.
2: Yeah, more piano and vocal heavy. Yes, there was some. There was a drummer. I think there. I'm um, no, There was a bassist, and there might have been a guitar, but I didn't hear any guitar.
0: Yeah, it was mostly vocals and drums and, and piano and a little piano. Yeah, uh, that was that was what I was gonna say. Is um,
2: which I mean I, I do like piano because. I mean, it's relative of an organ and it can fit in that aspect as a string section. And
0: and this is just my opinion, but I think when people go to church, um, it shouldn't be like anything else. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, if I could go to, for example, I don't know if I want to go see a band perform you know i i can go listen to that band and i can enjoy that for what it is because they make music that's what they do and and that's their thing whereas when i go to church and they play a uh, similar music but a lot more tamed down and a lot less interesting
1: i'm just thinking of all the good music i could be listening to
0: well the the more I guess secular if you want to call it that genres of music that you might want to hear on the radio or on Spotify or wherever you listen to music, you know. Um it, it it does that better than most churches do that because they're not trying to be musicians. They're trying to do praise music and it's not the same. So yeah. I, I what I'm getting at is when you go to church, yeah, the music should be different. Because it's not like everything else. And I think that conveys something differently if you use music that you don't hear everywhere.
1: Yeah, and plus, Christianity is a religious tradition that's been passed down for thousands of years. Judaism, same thing. Islam. Hindi.
0: Not as old, but But still. But there's
1: still oldest dirt. Yeah. And we shouldn't lose that history. Because the music, this is the parallel I'm going to draw. The music sounded like if you took more, like, Baptist contemporary, touch a gospel, threw it in a blender, and played it on the radio.
0: Yeah, I... I was not a fan of the music choice. Yeah, uh, no, the... I, th- there's nothing. That's not to say that there's anything wrong with it for people that do like it. Yeah, that's fine.
1: The singers were adequate. The instrumentation was adequate.
0: It did what it was supposed to do. For the people that for the people that go there, you know. Um. So anyway, that was that was the music. We've talked about the music enough, I think. You know, is, is there anything else we got to talk about with the music, or can we move no. on? Pastor went up with uh with announcements. Mm-hmm. You can talk about the offering thing if you want.
1: Yeah, we got two big old boxes. You know what that means? What does that mean, everybody? What? what
0: tell me what it means. It's a box that you put money in. You me supposed? Why th- is it big though? So yeah, why is it big? More money. You can put more in it. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: That. that I mean.
1: I I get where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah, being pl- evil with, but that that kind of hit me a little, little it, weirdly. It's a thing Christianity is like beat up on a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is a. No, I do. I'm not gonna say this is specifically a Pentecostal thing, but it is more. Um, obviously, with your televangelists and you're your more stuff, modern. Yeah, you. That it is more well known that they want your money, and if you don't uh, give us money. Then we don't want you.
2: Yep, tithe is ten percent.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of churches will some some of them will be pushier than others. Yeah. And, and um, to some degree, you have to be a little pushy to be like, we do need money to function. Like, yeah. we we this does not it's not free. Um, so I understand like, it's it's like living. You know, it's like I don't want to go to work but i need money if i want to survive yeah. so
2: i like how kind of pastor mark did it more so like hey here's what we did with the money here's why we need as much support as you can give because like with the preschool like showing your work like the works the church is doing i think gives a better incentive
1: and that's not saying that mercy that mercy doesn't do that we yeah. just We've only been did, there. For I don't think one.
0: they did that today. Uh, that might yeah. be. I mean, they might do that. I'm sure. I, I know because as I many know, programs as they have. They probably. Yeah, and I it know talking with uh Pastor
1: Kenny, mm-hmm. that, they are, into reaching out and doing things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So, yeah. that's something I'm not going to hold against mm-hmm. them because we've had that interview.
2: Yeah. Though I think in general it churches especially if they're more heavy handed on that doing it that way like here's what we're working on here's kind of how we're how we are with it and let's try to get complete this goal so we can do something even better and we need to keep lights on
0: i think tying it to something tangible is important when you're asking for people to donate to something explain to them what they're donating to like hey don't, guys don't I'll just be like give us your money we yeah. want it Though I have to our say, lights are going to get cut off in two weeks if I do you don't... like how
2: they have the many different options because you can do it online you can do it through an app
1: yeah you it, can, that was cool they use the box inside of the plate to cut down on COVID Touching interaction stuff. Yeah, which mm-hmm. big props alright you're not trying to blow it away
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Um, I'll I'll fill David in on that because David was not there for the interview, unfortunately, but he will be he from better now on be. out, hopefully. There, yeah. There's no will. He better be. Uh so we're gonna square up. We we did ask him about Kenneth Copeland oh. and him blowing away COVID. <laughs> and I was like, How do you shepherd your flock when you have someone like Kenneth Copeland who is also Pentecostal, that who is need, a part of the family need,
2: tree? God said he needs a
0: new jet plane. How do you deal with that? And he was very I think he handled that answer. He had a very reserved answer. He he was like he didn't want to talk smack upon anybody. He was like, well, church. I don't I don't like to talk bad about other people's churches. Um, as long as you know your church is preaching the Bible, um, that's that's really my only threshold standard. Like that's fine. Some churches don't do that, and if they don't, you need to find another church. So when he was talking about uh, Kenneth Copeland, um, he was like, uh, that fella, I've Seen somebody show me the video of it. Um, he is of a of a different denomination. He is not of our part of our of our denomination. I, I just kind of shook my head when I saw that. And I think he he basically said most of his congregation generally knows when you, when you have like a Pentecostal that's kind of a nutcase. They can kind of read between the lines and figure it out. But he said he doesn't. He basically doesn't go up on in the pulpit and say. So-and-so is a crazy person. You don't need to listen to him. He said he'll he'll do it like on a one-on-one basis mm-hmm. if someone asks that question and he will talk with them one-on-one, but he doesn't like to publicize or drama, make drama out yeah, of that.
2: Because I mean drama will just lead people to looking it up and, and some people might find out some whack job yeah. and stick to them instead
0: of... So so I I was a little disappointed he didn't go off on him a little bit more, but I I respected his approach. Quick
1: question, okay. Was there anything you disagreed with in
0: the interview? In the interview, um, I I'm honestly I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it um, because I don't remember every little thing because it was a couple of days ago when we interviewed him. But I think um, when we asked him about speaking in tongues, where does that come from? I know it came from Acts. I knew of that story. Um, But he's like, those guys that spoke in tongues, they were Pentecostals. That's all I know. And yeah, but at the same time. I feel like he's projecting the modern definition of Pentecostal into the past and assuming, yeah, that's what they were. Um, I, the, the speaking in tongues thing is is very foreign, up in the air and questionable for me. And the reason I asked him, I don't know if I specifically asked him this or not, but I said it's a, it's mainly a Pentecostal type thing that they do that. Um, So I was asking him like, what, what goes on with that? And he, he explained the origins of it, which I knew, but I wanted to know, why does it happen? And why does it happen specifically more so with Pentecostals? You know, because he would think if this was just a modern revival that God is doing, uh, that you would see it in, in groups that aren't necessarily just the Pentecostals um but it it happens within the charismatic and pentecostal movement. Yeah. Um so I mean I I am very highly skeptical of it. Um you aren't the only one. I'm not I know it was a thing in acts. Um I don't know if I have a couple critiques of this. When you build an anticipation in your service to hear a word from the Holy Spirit. Cause I've, I've listened to, there's a podcast I listened to, um, where there's a guy used to be Pentecostal. Um, and he would talk about his experiences and there, there's kind of this, um, this atmosphere where there's an anticipation that someone's going to receive a word from the Lord and they're going to start speaking in tongues. Um, and I think when you build that anticipation, there's some kind of, Potentially a placebo effect or a some kind of psychological predisposition to okay, we're going to the service. There's probably going to be tongue speaking. Some of us is going there. It's it it just kind of builds that anticipation and Kinda expectancy, like- which it, it may be, it may legitimate be legitimate. Um, there's other people at, at it's times. It's like a
2: turning on Adult Swim, and you know there's going to be. Cr- Tim and Eric cringe fest and you're, you're, you're expected. Yeah, this I'm going to have to laugh kind of half heartily because this is so cringe worthy.
0: There are other people also who kind of think, um, maybe this isn't so much, um, a holy spirit, but, uh, an evil spirit. For example, there are a lot of, um, you know what holy rollers are. Mm, there's a lot of like the
1: revivals and the tents and the snakes and the homena. Uh,
0: uh. There's a lot of uh animalistic actions in certain Pentecostal circles and certain charismatic realms. Um and I I don't believe that is divine. I think that they are being deceived because they are looking for any spiritual um any any kind of spiritual activity that they can get they'll take it and i think that demons can use that to their advantage and deceive you and manipulate you and i think that i'm not going to say that is um that constitutes all of pentecostalism but i do think that there is a good portion of it that is not of a holy origin
2: kind of like that how- it
0: is either potentially a natural psychological phenomenon created by the anticipation or it is a legitimate experience that is from demons and there i would say that there are cases that are genuine holy spirit kind of influenced uh tongues but those i mean it, it gets really hard to tell the difference. Uh, yes. So, yeah. yeah. That's, see, that's I, just kind of where I'm, i we,
1: look. I look at it like if you're opening yourself up to manipulation of, of a certain type, you're opening yourself up for manipulation of any type, whether that's man, good, evil, animal. You're opening yourself up for manipulation and you're looking for it. So if you see any tinge or any change, you're more likely to act upon it. Mm-hmm which is why i'm very 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 in this belief of the whole speaking in tongues thing because it's yeah. such a
0: i'm uh, i'm not against miracles or i'm not a cessationist i don't believe that the miracles that happened in the bible are all that happens um I, and obviously i believe the tongues in acts was a real historical event um i i don't know if what's happening in modern pentecostal circles 100% of the time actually i know it's not 100% of the time the same thing as what happened in acts because the devil it makes would. it it makes it more difficult to discern what is legitimate and what is not yeah um
1: because the devil will wear sheep's clothing
0: yeah also Um, Just a a little fun fact, Um, Pentecostalism is the fastest growing Christian group in America today, Um, and I think given our culture and our society, that's not surprising. Yeah,
1: and our vast splitting, uh, tying our ideological and political beliefs together, and our emotional responses to things really shows in the largest growing church, and then that's in America,
0: other other yeah. places well, it's it's a little different, but
1: and I mean, but you can also look at when Baptists were the largest growing group, same things
0: very, it, was, it was taking advantage of the culture at the time now, then, i won't I won't say taking advantage, but I mean, like it they, was utilizing they culture at the time. They weren't not taking advantage. Right, yeah. Because I don't want to make it seem like, oh, they were harnessing, they were they were the cultural overlords, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. like, they, they weren't exactly I mean, that, but they it, were utilizing culture and, to their advantage. Yeah, Plus, like in
2: Europe, uh, Christianity and kind of the folk religions were hand-in-hand hand until some of the stuff folk religions did got outlawed Yeah, because it was just— kind of how the culture went and their superstitions.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah. well, I mean, and then you look at uh, the technological revolution that we experienced through the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Onward. Aughts.
0: And that has definitely changed church. And that's,
1: I see that's one reason why they are the fastest growing Christian sector because they, they opened the door for the televangelist and the televangelists have ran rampant. Yeah. And they'll use the because I'm speaking of God, I'm speaking for God as a reason to get people not to critique them. Yeah. Which I'm that's not what's happening in the church we went to necessarily. That's just an overview that I'm giving of our yeah. nation. The, the problem so,
0: with Pentecostalism is it gets lumped in with those people. So yeah. when you go to a Pentecostal church, maybe it's a good legitimate church that's just a little different. Um, it, it gets lumped in with a lot of the nutcases, basically. Yeah.
1: And I see them in Baptist as at least in the type of service and the emotional aspect, very close cousins.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not they, gonna they say. are fairly related theologically also. Yeah, I, f- um, I find there, there's more nuance there's more uh emphasis obviously on the gifts of the spirit and the baptism of the spirit. They believe that uh like Pentecostals believe that, you know, um, you have baptism and then you have baptism of the Holy spirit, which is a separate thing. And that's when God gives you his gift to do some, some miraculous thing usually. Um, and obviously that is debatable. And other groups are like, well, baptism is when you like actual baptism is where you receive the Holy spirit and you may or may not receive some kind of gift. Um, and different groups are going to answer those gifts in a different way, some some you might not receive any gifts for several years until you've you've you know uh, maybe more traditional groups will say you you need to fast and you need to do repent this. and you need to do a lot of work on spir- your sanctification yeah you need to work on a lot of spiritual things before you receive gifts otherwise they could not necessarily be from God and you could be a bit deceived. Um, other other groups gravitate towards whatever happens and i i just have a little bit of a hesitancy towards that um because not necessarily every as a paranormal investigator uh not every spirit you interact with is a good one Mm -hmm. not every spirit that controls the tongues is a holy spirit
1: just like not every person you meet is a good one yeah and so
0: so that was i think we've caught up with uh the music and the announcements and the main thing we have to talk about still is the sermon so i'm going to turn it over to you guys and let me tell you what you tell me what you thought about the sermon okay it essentially boiled down to
1: faith under fire and that you either are with god or with the devil which i don't necessarily agree with the right hand path or the left-hand path. Or the left-hand path. But I we, get... We
0: do, make a, we do make it a little bit too binary. Just in general, yeah. in life, we make, you know, yeah. you're either right or left. I or mean, and the modern... You have God or with the devil, or you're good yeah. or bad. It, it, we, we do, in our yeah. culture, try and simplify I things mean, it, a little bit well, too it's much.
2: it's easier to have a dualist idea. I mean...
0: It involves less
1: thinking.
2: Yeah. I mean, heck, my
1: daddy dealt this way, so I'm going to think this modern, way.
2: Even modern occultists... The hermetic movement, the Gnosticism movement, the right-hand path, and the left-hand path. Right hands very kind of contemporary. Well, eh, more traditional rules and regulations. And then you just go straight to chaos with the left-hand path.
1: Yeah, and that's... Which is kind of how everyone views it. The heaven, the hell. Yeah, and I think that's a lot to do with that we are binary creatures. Up, down, left, right, yes, no, good, bad... Ugly, beautiful. We are very binary creatures, and but that's beside at the, at
0: the core. Uh, I do I agree with the essence of his message. Yeah. I don't agree with the way that he presented it because he makes it seem like either you are a good person or you are an evil person, and like at the end of the day, you can be a good bad. Person. People can do good things. Good people can yeah. do bad we're, things. We're whole neither gang. really
2: good nor evil. We're Human. Yeah, and Christianity, you're working towards
0: (laughs) being a good person. The way I look at it is either you are becoming more like Christ, or you are not becoming Mm -hmm. more like Christ, and you're separating yourself as a byproduct of not doing that. Um, So, in that sense, I agree with him. Yeah. But in the way that he presented it, like, if you're not
1: doing the XYZ—
0: Uh, then you're a bad person.
1: Yeah. If you're not selling out the God, you're a bad person. You need to sell out is essentially what he was saying. And I think the verbiage there was very
0: rough. What he, uh, what he was referencing and selling out is like, you need to be all in basically. Uh, you need
1: to sell out your earthly self. Yeah. But what did you think
0: on the structure of the sermon? So he I think it was Second Kings that he was preaching from. He preached from either First Kings or Second Kings. He, um
1: he bounced a couple
0: up. Like well, one. That, or that, two he, out or the south. basis of yeah. was five verses in either first or second kings, I'm not sure. Um but With he kind of behavior. it it was much more like uh heights in terms of um I think the structure—well, even Heights read more than he did. This is definitely the shortest reading, I think, of the churches we've been to. He read five verses um, and expounded upon those verses and and didn't really even go into the context of them and explain them or anything. He just kind of utilized that, and then he bounced around a lot of uh, mostly Old Testament stories and then a couple New Testament stories to kind of string along a narrative that he had in the common area along. Yeah. So I, it, for me, it was very confusing, uh, to follow along with where he was trying to go with what he's trying to say. Yeah. And especially um, like, I, it's like he was, I don't, I don't want to be, pejorative but it's like he was speaking a different language it's like if you go to that church and you understand him and you understand pentecostals you'll probably follow right along but to me it seemed a little incoherent the way he was jumping around from story to story and kind of had a narrative flow but i wasn't a hundred percent following i I got i got the moral of the story what he's trying to say at the end of the day but the way he did it was really kind of messy, in my opinion. Yeah, because... Yeah, it's
1: like hopping on a roundabout and just riding it for about 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah,
2: because he talked about the the main verses, then he went on his tangents with other examples, then came back to the verse, then expanded upon Because the it idea was he's, a,
0: he's referencing people who um basically followed God and the people who betrayed God and looked mm-hmm. at their lives and, and the results yeah. of it, which in theory is a good idea. Um, but it could be the way in. he, he described, he was very, uh, he, he is a very charismatic person and the way he described the characters of the Bible, it was
2: very colorful, charismatic. It
0: was a very unique description of the way that he described them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have necessarily described the biblical characters that way, because I think that conflates our modern images upon yeah. a much ancient, it, much it, more ancient text. It
1: felt more like you're me and you joking about or like referencing a story it's like drunk history it's It's like like pka reading bible stories (laughs) which I'm not recommending anyone go listen to that (laughs) but it's what it sounds like it sounds like me quoting a bible story I haven't read for five years but I think due to the type of service it crutches itself on the gesticulation and the charisma and energy mm-hmm. upon the preacher. Which that is, he that has is, that in spades. Yeah. All right. He, he, he's
0: easily the most charismatic. Charismatic is probably the best word. Energetic. Yeah.
2: In his. Yeah. Because charisma right, right now, Pastor Mark and him are like kind of neck and neck. Yeah. Because they're very charismatic,
0: energetic people.
1: I, I think, I I think
0: I think Pastor Kenny took the cake. He was like because he he was like Mark on Red Bull and like two five hour energies. And the uh, we were talking about how the music is kind of like a performance and not doesn't seem as much as worship, at least on the surface. I feel kind of the same about him his his message it was like a show it was a performance yeah. and you, you were going to see some theatrics and it, you know if that if it resonated with you great but that's, I don't think for us it did
1: yeah that's we're not we're I'm looking for philosophical and theological answers I already have a decent idea of this earthly shit yeah that's at least in my spiritual journey what I'm looking for and I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like you're very, you're probably in a similar boat. You're not looking for emotional responses. You're looking for logical, theological, and psychological answers that answer questions you have in your faith. Right. But, so I don't think... You're also kind of a religion
2: history nerd when it comes to the church.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I kind of knew coming into this mm-hmm. that this probably wasn't going to be for me, but I will say I'm glad I've had the experience and I'm glad we're able to sit down and talk with these people yeah, and kind of open the doors to see what other people see in this because I see how this is a very moving performance. Yeah. It's just not moving towards me.
0: Yeah, I think the bottom line I think the main objection we have is that it is so emotional that it can be almost manipulative of your emotions. And while emotions do play a part in your faith, they shouldn't be the only part of it. And that was really, that was my biggest objection with the church I grew up in was that it was too emotional. And you know, the church I went to was nothing like this church. It Mm -hmm. was far more conservative in that it was not as emotional, uh, in that in that yeah. sense, um, so I mean, the pro- I, I just see problems with people who are taking. If people want to try and take Christianity seriously, um, either you're going to relegate theology to complete relativism under a church like a Pentecostal, which there wasn't really a whole lot of deep theological content compared to say the presbyterian church for example yeah where
2: example. he he went in that referenced the numbers and correlated the old testament and the new testament
0: yeah there there was much less of a focus on theology it was more of an emotional experience yeah. and when you are done being high off of your emotions you're going to need logical guidance you're going to need logic you're going to need all, you're going to need theology you're going to need a grounding for your faith uh maybe you'll find it in philosophy maybe you'll find it in history you'll need other elements to come in and fill in the gaps and i personally don't see a pentecostal service like that fulfilling those spiritual needs
1: yeah and this is how i've always thought about it religion can move you to emotion emotion cannot move you to religion because I can sit there and I can hear some absolutely beautiful stories. I can hear some very—Pastor Kenny's story of how he became a preacher. Like, I almost teared up there for a minute. Yeah. Like, that's some real calling yeah. shit. Same with Pastor Mark. Uh, Pastor Trent, those can invoke emotion because they're a journey. Yeah. But that emotion can't move you to a religion.
0: If not you don't have the
1: foundation, yeah, and an understanding of what the religion is, do you really know what the f- heck you're talking about?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
1: and I think the emotional movement is part of the reason we have so many uh, what's the word we use? Nominal. Nominal Christians. Yeah. Because they're they feel that invocation in their heart of that emotion. Yeah. They might not feel a spirit within them or feel like this is a this is something. Brought down by God, they f- the emo- emotions are a very human construct.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or, because
1: we talk about uh, an omnipresent love, and vengeance, and things like that. But unless we've experienced that, it's all relative to human emotions.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. It kind of reminds me of like uh some people in high school would become like born again Christians for as like a little phase, and then drop off the face of Earth. It's like where did your religion get yeah. like yeah. was it for real was it not
0: yeah.
2: was it you were just feeling some type of way and it it, it muddies the water yeah and
1: it's it's things into like that the legitimacy of religion in general yeah. and it's things like that even though I don't agree or believe in Calvinist theology I can see how how that could work out when I see these emotional movements even though I don't purchase into them mm-hmm. i don't subscribe to them yeah but yeah.
0: Well, we've got a lot of other uh different groups yeah. ahead which uh, and and
1: i feel like this might this will easily be the highest emotion and energy one probably
0: yeah i think so too
1: but again i want to preface this this is nothing against anybody there they yeah, the people. I were appreciate very nice. the service. Mm, Everyone nice was welcome. very nice, very welcoming. I would sit there and talk to the pastor for two, three hours, just cutting, cutting crap with him because he's a genuine person. Yeah, and he can tell you a story. Dang it.
0: Yeah, and
1: yeah. I, I, could listen to his life story all day. Yeah. So it's nothing against the people. It's just, nothing
0: against the people. It's just the, the presentation put together is too theatrical for us
1: yeah what they view as their religion i don't view as mine yeah and i that's me also coming out to say i'm not going to say any christians wrong i'm not going to say anybody's wrong because and hey i don't know i'm not going to tell you you don't believe something even though you truly do
0: and any group is going to appeal to a, a different type of people and so for all I know, maybe all the spiritual needs of the people in that church are met. Yeah, and, and because I, I don't I, know them all that way, mm, I hope if so. so. That's and dope. and I hope that you know it's good for them. If not, and I hope they find yeah. something that is. And but, I, I just I do, like
1: when anyone. I do feel that speaking with Pastor Kenny, that he likes to bring people into the fold. Yeah, likes to bring them in, and I don't think I. I really feel like any of the preachers we've talked to so far, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have a problem staying a little later and talking to somebody about questions or Yeah, they've all been very issues. down to earth. And yeah, that's, really that's so. why when I say all these preachers are good people, I truly believe that. We may disagree on a lot of things, but I feel I could, as an outsider, go, Hey, Pastor Mark, Pastor Trent, Pastor Kenny. I've got some questions. Whenever good for you, can we have a sit down and talk about these things? Because I've got questions as an out, as a outsider looking in, mm-hmm. and I feel like they would entertain them me. and yeah. give me some solid answers. Yeah. So it's just, I don't think this branch, if I down the road, become a Christian is for me, mm-hmm. but I respect the people in it. And I, appreciate them welcoming us with open arms into their church.
0: Yeah. I think, um, none of the pastors, I don't doubt that they believe what they say they believe yeah. because they're, they're genuine and they're down to earth. And I think that's been good. Um, is there anything else about the interview that we wanted to bring up and talk about? Cause I know we, we've talked about a good bit of it already, but I don't know if there's anything else we have left to talk about.
1: Honestly, at this point, my brain is just fried. <laughs> All right, we had a good lunch. Yeah. It's it's late today. Yeah. Uh, we had a busy day yesterday. Well, Mike and I did. But off top of my head, there's not really too much more. I think we've kind of touched a little bit on everything. Mm-hmm. If there is anything else, I'm not able to comment on Facebook, so I'll send mike to Bailey to comment for me. But if there's anything else I can think of, from the time we record to the time we post this, I'll post the freaking comment. Yeah. I'ma just start doing that. I'm gonna get Please. more involved, everybody. Yeah. I'll be liking, I'll be sharing. <laughs> Please. But I'll be I'll be
0: commenting now. We, we need clout. Even if it comes for the people that make the podcast.
1: Hey, we'll do what we need to to helpfully reach somebody.
0: Yeah. So um I think um yeah, I think that's about it. Um, though we had some uh, controversial thoughts, I guess, on the Pentecostal church. Again, that it, it's nothing against the people there. Um, yeah, that's like it's I, just Pentecostalism is not really our flavor, and it was a little foreign and jarring.
1: Yeah, and again, I know I politically disagree with most of these preachers, and yeah. I know I will. Yeah, but that doesn't. Let me take away from the human element, and that I see that they're speaking what they 100% wholeheartedly believe. And I haven't felt like I've met one yet that doesn't believe what they're saying, right? And so that to me says a lot. And
0: they passed a vibe check,
1: yeah, and so. Again, I just gotta say thank you for welcoming us into your church. A filthy yeah. atheist, a filthy agnostic, and a Christian finding his way. Yeah, good Christian boy.
0: Yeah. Um. So next time we're going to be interviewing a Lutheran pastor, and as I told Michael, in terms of uh service and uh, they're probably going to be more like the Presbyterian Church, um. But obviously, theologically they're a little bit different because they're not uh, Calvin and Luther are kind of. Uh, opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of the way they they look at things so i think that interview will definitely be interesting um but yeah i think that's about it Um, yep and i
2: shall be there just listening to y'all
0: yeah david will be present finally in spirit no in 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 actual person person but in spirit in in the episode because he won't have a mic yeah Yeah. because we don't know probably
2: i don't don't have a spirit i'm atheist
0: i guess that's how it works (laughs) i don't don't know. know All right, well, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Um, Tell us your thoughts. Send us uh, your thoughts to our email, uh, facingthegatespod at gmail.com, or you can get in contact with us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, at facingthegates. That's pretty much it. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Yep, we love you guys. And we'll see you next week.
1: I'm going to go take a nap. Love y'all.